The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life, a resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 35 of the Infertility Podcast. We are switching things up a little bit in this episode, and I am happy to say I have another person on our podcast, and I have another uh, guest who is going to be interviewed, and um, she's going to walk us through her walk of faith, uh, her season of singleness, and also even dealing with PCOS. And so I would like to welcome Farah or Faye. So throughout the interview, I may say Farah, I may say Faye. Um, and she is going to be with us on this episode of the podcast. So let's give Farah an opportunity to introduce herself and just give us a little, a little bit of an insight of who she is. Hi, hi. Everyone, my name is Farah. I'm Lasting Finalist. I am um, a graphic designer. I'm a sub. I'm a Zumba instructor, and I'm also a life coach, um, sister, friend, mentor, all of the above. <laughs> um, I currently reside um, on the northeast corner of the United States. Um, I am a church baby through and through. I enjoy spending time with my family and. I am everyone's favorite single friend. <laughs> I didn't even know you were a graphic designer. I'm going to have to hit you up, girl, because I have some needs. Here <laughs> <laughs> I am. We definitely can talk about that. Yes. Wow. So that's that's definitely a good connection. And uh, Fear and I connected through um, pretty much kind of like a family friend, a mutual friend that we have. Uh, and uh, this individual is like, you have to talk to her. She's amazing. <laughs> you have to interview her. She's going to be great for your podcast. I was like, okay, like with a you know recommendation like that, who am I to say no? <laughs> Sounds just like her. And she actually said the same thing to me. She's like, you have to talk to Danielle. You have to talk to her. I said, okay, I'll wait for her to reach out. And she's like, you have to, you have to. She's amazing. So oh, so yeah. sweet. Okay. So um, yes. So um, I was like, okay, you know, you do um, you know, cover a lot of the the uh, kind of topics that we've covered in the podcast thus far we've talked about singleness we've talked about you know walking in faith we talked about waiting um we've even delved into you know pcos as as you may know you know i'm still kind of dealing with um, being in fertility and walking uh in that journey and so um i'm so happy to have you on so we're going to start with the first question, and it is, how long have you been single, and what have you learned thus far in your season of singleness? Being single, ooh, well, the first question, how long have I been single? Feels like I've been single my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know what? I've been single off and on for a very, very long time. It's been years, um, like, honestly, since I've had any kind of extended uh true relationship um i was dating someone um, for the better part of 2019 and you know things didn't quite work out of course uh but um before that honestly i think i had before i had actually really taken someone seriously it had been maybe about five years or so um, wow. of being single and truly not entertaining a single person at all 
Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it was it was quite some time, and um, and I guess after that, after 2019, after that kind of not working out, I kind of decided that I needed to go back to being single and kind of focusing on myself again, and you know, making sure that I knew exactly what I wanted and what I was looking for. Yes. Um, you know, it was just it was time for me to go back to the drawing board and take some time for myself. Um, but what have I learned? Oh my goodness. What, ha- what have I not learned? In this- <laughs> oh my goodness. Like being single um, in this specific season, I think I can talk about after um, my, uh, I guess after my last, the, in the end of 2019 until now. Right. Um, oh, I've learned uh, patience. Um, I've learned a deeper meaning of self-love and what it truly means to really uh, focus on yourself and your own goals. Um, what it truly means to um, embrace the love that's around you. Yes. It's, it's, it's so, when people think about love, they think about, you know, oh, a romantic partner. And, you know, sometimes you even think about maybe your parents, you know, things like that. But there's so much love around you. Like, if you look at your friends, like the people who are like your true friends, like there's so much love there, those relationships. And I've learned to really appreciate those. Not that I didn't before, but, you know, it gives you a different insight when you really take a step back and you say, okay, I don't have this quote unquote romantic love right now. Yes. I have so many other things right now. I have so many other relationships that, that I can grow and that I can develop that, you know, you almost kind of look at it and go, wow, like I'm not really missing much at all. Right. You know, I've learned grace. I've learned determination. I've, I've learned to really care about myself, period. Wow. I've learned that. That's amazing. No, definitely. And I think um, you're definitely in a good space to realize, hey, this is what I have going for me. And I think oftentimes people look at their singleness as, as like it's a disease. You know what I mean? Yes. But it's, it's wow. a great time period, you know? It is. I tell people that all the time. You know, singleness is not relationship purgatory. It's not yes. where you're in a relationship, you're, you're waiting and you're just hoping and every day you go out with this purpose to to go meet people and you say okay because this is going to be the day that i meet my future husband like who why do you want to live like this like why, yes why do you want to live with that kind of anxiety why can't we just live and be free and and trust me i get it i totally get it um but it's like you know you really learn a lot of patience and you learn to really embrace your life as it is and right. the more you embrace your life as it is you realize that you don't have any lack in your life and you're you realize that anybody that comes along they are not necessarily going to complete you but they're here to add on and to um make you to to grow you as a person like i'm not looking for someone to actually complete me like i'm not walking around as 75% of a person and this man's supposed to come and, you know, be my other 25%. Like I'm not waiting in this little limbo period for someone to make me whole. I'm already whole, you know, right. Whole, you know, eventually I, me and another whole person will come together and it'll be beautiful, but I'm not 75% of a person, you know, I'm, I'm completely hundred percent of a person. So, you know, I really, I, I really enjoyed this period. And, you know, it, it, it really does sadden me when I see people who are just like, I am not enjoying being single or I'm, this, this single period, I'm just, they're living their entire life to find a mate. And I'm like, you don't know when you're going to actually meet that person. So you're wasting a whole lot of time not focusing on yourself, just waiting to find somebody. 
you know, that's not a good place to be. It's not a very healthy place to be either. Right. Yeah, because like you said, it's like it's not a purgatory. It's not, you know, when you look at it from that standpoint, it's like you're living in bondage, you right. know. It, that's definitely not a way to to live. And with that said, what do you enjoy most about being single? Well, I enjoy freedom of being <laughs> <laughs> And not to say that, you know, a relationship or marriage is a bondage by any means at all, you know. It's, it's right. not, you know, it's not it's the right relationship it will it's freedom, you know. It's, right. it, it frees parts of you that you didn't realize that could be freed, you know. It's supposed to help you but I can honestly say being single uh having the freedom to just kind of move about as I please is something that I do not take for granted whatsoever um I I like the fact that I can be selfish with my time um I can pretty much do whatever I want you know I don't have anyone that I have to consider and you know one day I look forward to having somebody who I do have to consider but right now when I tell you I am completely fine not a single person just being able to just not have to think about oh well you know is this gonna work with this person's schedule or you know this gonna like no I am on my own time my own rules the freedom to really get to know people you know because of course you know when you're in a relationship you have to be very careful about how you interact with the opposite sex you know yes definitely you, know, you, you you have to be very careful you have to kind of be like okay let me not you know I don't want to give off the appearance that you know I'm you know looking for something that I'm not or that you know I don't want I would never want to disrespect my partner in any kind of way um so I I I, I like the fact that right now I can be free to kind of get to know people and you know I can date around I like the, I like I like the ability to be able to go on dates with different people as many people as I want, as many people as I want. And, you know, pick and choose and say, you know what, I don't, I don't like this. I I like that. I don't like this person, but I like that quality about them. And that's what I would want in a partner. You know, I like that freedom. Um, And I just, I'm just enjoying myself, honestly. (laughs) That's good though, you know, because I know a lot of single people, they're like, this is dreadful. And, you know, it just sounds like you're just focused on the right things, you know? Right, you know, it's it's come, it's definitely come with its uh, you know, uh, 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 what is that? The scars. I definitely, I've definitely had to have my battle scars, but yes, you know, to get to this point. But um, it it you know, you have to enjoy every part of your life. I've always said that I am the type of person that no matter what status I am in life, I find a way to enjoy it. Um, just like a relationship, you know, I I'm not one of those people that I could ever say that. I would be in a rush necessarily to get engaged, get married. Like I want to enjoy every part of my relationship. I want to enjoy the talking phase. I want to enjoy our relationship. I want to enjoy being engaged. Eventually until marriage, I want to have things to look back on and tell my kids. Yes. Single is one of them. You know, I want to look back and be able to say, you know, when your mom was single, like I did this, I traveled, I, I, I started businesses. I did all of these things. I got licenses. I did all of these things while I was single. Boom. You know, I want to be able to say that. So I'm enjoying enjoying all of it. Good. So even with the things that you enjoy, um, what is probably your least favorite part of being (laughs) single? (laughs) Oh, you know, definitely good comes with bad, right? So Yes, definitely. Not not having someone to, a consistent person 
that I can rely on in the romantic sense. Yes. So that, that can be a little bit of a downer sometimes. Like, you know, I mean, I'm a woman and I'm human. I have needs. And sometimes you need that person. It's, it's like, you know, your friends can tell you all day, like, oh, you're beautiful. You're pretty. Stuff like that. It's like, great. You know, I was like, yay, you know, girl power. And I feel, you know, I got all these affirmations. Great. But it's different, you know, when it's your uh, significant other saying to you, like, good morning, beautiful, or, you know, you're beautiful today. Like, it, 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 it feels different. Like, we're not going to lie. Like, we're not going to act like it's not different. It's right. Um, those, those little things, I miss those things. Sometimes I miss not having, um, those moments, um, someone to kind of just be like, you know, sometimes I want to dress up on Friday night and, you know, I don't want to see a different person. I don't want to still be in that phase where I'm still trying to understand, like, do I even want to be at dinner with you right now? I don't even know who you are. I don't know if I even want to be sitting here, but <laughs> you are Saturday night, you know, over wine. And, you know, I just, I guess I miss having the consistency of that person, that stability there. Um, I, the least, another thing that I dislike about being single is having people ask, you know, hey, why are you still single? Yes. That is probably the top thing where it's like, you know, now, I mean, I've gotten better at dealing with questions like that. You know, I'm not so much, I used to get angry. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I used to get angry. I, uh, um, years ago, people would be like, oh, when are you going to get mad? I'm like, yo, leave me alone. Like, you know, <laughs> I get so frustrated. And now I just, I, I don't even, I don't even let it bother me, you know, because I'm enjoying so much of my life that I'm just like, okay, well, you know, when it happens, it happens. And because I'm in no rush, um, I think part of my anger came from my anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. Not having that anxiety there, that underlying like anger isn't there either, where it's like, when are you getting married? It's like, okay, well, you know, I don't know, but you know, when I do, you may, you may not know. I don't know. You know, who knows? But right. it's just, I, that, that part can be a little annoying that, yes. yeah, people were asking like, where's just, do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, did I post anybody? Like, why <laughs> <laughs> do we have someone to set me up with? Like, why are you asking me? People who right. just, no reason, no reason to ask. They just ask just to be nosy. So that can be a bit um, of a downer or like the um, hierarchy of society is like there's single people, then there's people in relationships and there's married people. And the single people are always at the bottom of the totem pole. And it's like that feeling of like, oh, well, you know, the married people are always up here. And, you know, people make you feel like because you're single, it means that you haven't, there's something missing from you or there's something wrong with you. Like mm-hmm. manufacturer's defect. And this is why you're single. And until you fix that, you won't get married. And I look at people and I'm like, we're all you know, we all have parts of us that, you yes, know, we all have flaws. We all have flaws, you know, and yeah. so that part can, you, it takes a lot of uh, self-care and a lot of um, intentionality with yourself to not let those things get to you. Yes, definitely. And that kind of lends to the um, next question that I have. Um you know, on this podcast, we've discussed kind of how holidays can be uh, triggers. So like, we just kind of came through, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and that sort of thing. And we just celebrated Valentine's Day. And for someone who's dealing with, um, you know, walking in this journey of infertility, and it's hard, I know, for me during Christmas, Thanksgiving, and those times, and even Valentine's Day now, you know, people posting, you know, that they're pregnant and announcing their pregnancy. And um, I'm definitely in a better space now. 
Um, but I know how much it would like hurt, you know, and you'd be on social media scrolling and it'd be the holiday season and you just know, um, Hey, someone's going to post a pregnancy announcement and going back to my single years, the holidays was still a difficult time, um, because people would be posting their engagements (laughs) and, you know, it's still, you know, present day that is still happening. And so, um, I wanted to ask, how do you deal with certain holidays in your season of singleness and even dealing with those questions? I know, um, we're definitely from a Caribbean background. So we do get those questions. Your question is, when are you, um, going to get married? My question is usually, Hey, when are you going to have a baby? What are you waiting on? You know? So how do you deal with that? You know, those, the holiday season being around, um, friends and family who may not have a filter. Um, and so how do you deal with, you know, certain holidays in your season of singleness? Well, uh, I, trust me, I'm with you on that one. Um, (laughs) definitely, you know, Valentine's day, Christmas, these very big holidays where, you know, you log on to social media and the first thing you see is at least 10 proposals. Yes. You see people celebrating with their significant others and, you know, people enjoying their family time, people saying, you know, for this holiday season, I'm just grateful to spend time with my little family. And you're looking around like, oh, well, you know, my immediate family is still me and my mom and my sister. (laughs) You know, so it, it definitely requires a lot of intentionality. Um, I have to be extremely intentional about what I allow into my headspace. Yes. For the holidays. Um, it is sometimes, you know, it never, you never really can predict exactly how you're going to react. Truth be told, like some years, Valentine's Day can affect me not one bit. Mm-hmm. Some years where it's like, Oh, okay. That was a little rough. Like, (laughs) you know, it just, it kind of depends. And, um, lately I have, well, you know, let's start, you know, new year's, you know, new year's can be rough as well because Mm -hmm. like it's a new year and you're just, you have so much, uh, you have so many expectations for the year. And one of them usually for single people is, you know, I hope this is the year that I find love. I hope this is the year that I find someone. I want to meet that person because I want to spend New Year's with my significant other next year too. Like everyone's, you know, embracing during the ball dropping and people have that one person they're just so happy to be bringing in the new year with and you don't, you know, so you're just kind of like, okay, you know, I hope that I have this. So, you know, you, you, I, I turn it around. I focus on, you know, whether it be a family tradition, um, something that I can do alone. Sometimes it requires me turning off my social media. Sometimes yes. I don't, maybe I don't log on for Valentine's day. Um, and maybe a couple of days leading up to it for Christmas, maybe I focus on things that I can do, um, with my family, with my siblings, with my mom, you know, I focus on those things rather than focusing on the fact that I'm the only person at the dinner table whose seat next to them is not a significant other. Mm. You know, I don't, allow myself to go down that little rabbit hole of thoughts of like, Oh my God, what was me? Poor me. And you know, why me? Why me? But I'm sorry. I think about the fact that in maybe in a couple of years, I don't know how long, maybe five years, maybe two years. I don't know, but there's going to come a time where there will be someone next to me. Right. And I'm going to have some traditions already 
in place. I want to have some things that I can contribute to my relationship, right? Like I don't, I, I, I want us to be able to build together, but I want to be able to present something and say, you know, for Valentine's Day, this is something that I got in the habit of doing. Or for Christmas, this is how my family tends to celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to present that to my relationship. Like I want to be able to come with something, you know, I want to, I want to bring something to the table. And so I use those holidays as times to really think about, okay, what, what, what do I enjoy most about these holidays? Cause I might get into a relationship. I might be in a relationship next year and Valentine's Day may be coming up and he's like, well, what do you want to do with Valentine's Day? And I'm like, well, I never thought about it because I've never celebrated Valentine's Day. Right. I've never thought about it because I'm single. So, you know, the past two years I've done Valentine's Day with my girlfriends. Love it. No, you know, we've, you know what? I had so much fun this year, actually. Like this was probably the best Valentine's Day I've ever had single or not. And, um, I've done it with my girlfriends and, you know, we all come together and, we go to dinner and not on Valentine's Day exactly because, you know, some of them are relationships or they're married, but we come together and we do dinner. We give each other flowers. We give each other gifts, teddy bears, whatever, balloons. I love it. The whole night. And it's not even a whole like, oh, we're celebrating singles awareness there, whatever people call about, whatever. Yes. <laughs> but it's really a tradition. So I can say to my significant other, like, you know, this is what I like. You know, this is what I like to do. I don't know. I wouldn't know that I, I prefer staying home for Valentine's Day if I hadn't really thought about it. And I want to be able to say that I know myself. You know, I want to know myself before I would get in a relationship. Right. For Christmas, um, we, do fam- we do kinds of traditions with my family. Um, uh, ever since my dad passed in 2014, we do family dinners and it's almost as big as Thanksgiving for us. Like, you know, Thanksgiving isn't really a, a you know, Caribbean person's kind of holiday. Like we kind of do it, but it's just kind of like, okay, you know, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But Christmas for us is really big. And it's big because it was my dad's favorite holiday. So Aww. ever since he passed, like Christmas dinner has been a thing. So I focus on these traditions as opposed to focusing on this seeming lack that I have in my life. I choose to fill that void with, you know, the love from my family and the time I can spend with my girlfriends and things like that. So it's actually not been as bad, you know, it's, you know, it's, again, it takes a lot of intentionality. You have to be extremely intentional about your self-care leading up to those holidays and you have to know your triggers. If you're sitting on social media, sitting on Instagram is going to bother you. Well, don't get on Instagram. And if you do, don't click on the hashtag this is Valentine's Day. Because you know it's going to yes, Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes we just torture our own selves. <laughs> you know, like, why would you do this to yourself? Like, why would you look up proposal hashtags if you know that this is going to trigger you? No, don't do that, you know? So I, I choose to not... I, you know, I'll post on Valentine's Day or, you know, I, I actually... It doesn't necessarily bother me. Um, to be on social media necessarily during holidays like that. But, um, you know, I never know. So I'm not going to click on a proposal hashtag. You know, I'm not going to go looking for things. But if it comes across my timeline, I'm going to say, okay, well, that's nice. But it doesn't really bother me as much as it used to at all. Very good. Um, So how do you weed out the men that may approach you um, and you know, hey, like, 
I already know off rip, this probably won't last. So how do you weed out the men that maybe, you know, come to you and approach you and based on maybe the conversation and how things are going, um, what are maybe some questions that you ask yourself or you ask them even to weed them out of the, you know, maybe line of men that are approaching you? <laughs> um, I am the type of person blessing and a curse that I'm very upfront. So okay. <laughs> I'm extremely upfront. Um, I, once I realized that, you know what, you know, I've been on dates with guys where it's been like, you know what, I don't ever want to see that person again. And <laughs> I never want to do this again to myself. Like this was very uncomfortable for whatever reason, or I got a very bad vibe or he was too pushy and it just wasn't going to work. Um, so I've been very upfront with men. Um, I've let them know, like, I'm not interested. I am absolutely not interested. And I wish you the best. And I keep it moving, period. Um, I don't mince words. I don't allow people to just kind of linger. You know, we have, we, 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 you know, somebody actually, I was dating at one time. He said this and it's so true. Attention is currency. Mm. And people tend to keep people around because they just rather have someone than no one mm. rather have the attention of someone. And I'm, I'm not about that life. Like I can't, I can't do it at all. I, first of all, I'm too busy of a person to just be entertaining someone for the simple fact of needing attention. Number two, I just, I just won't like, I'll get tired of you. And yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired of you. I'm like, you know, this is not working for me at all. Uh, recently I had to tell someone that actually I was like, you know, I no, no, thank you. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm completely good. And you know, he had to respect that. But um, in terms of what do I ask specifically, you know, I have to be, first of all, for me to get to the point where we're going to talk about deep things. Um, we have to be a couple of dates in, you know, I, first of all, can I laugh with you? Can we joke? Can we, can we just enjoy the moment? The, these are the kinds of things I want to see first. And then we can talk about, you know, the deeper things. Um, but, you know, there are some simple questions that, you know, I ask like, you know, hey, like, what, what's the dynamic of your family? Like, you know, what, how many siblings do you have? Mm -hmm. Where do you fall in line? Are you the oldest? Are you the youngest? Uh, are both your parents around? Do they, you know, what, what's going on there? Um, uh, what do you like to do? And I try to ask very, very simple questions because I've learned a lot about letting men just talk. You know, I let them talk. I let them talk and talk and talk and talk and talk themselves in circles if they have to. But I let them talk because, you know, I, I realized that when you prompt them for when they know you're looking for something specific, anybody can kind of sell you what they know you want to see. Yes. So anybody can simply say, oh, I know that she's the type of person who wants to know. She wants to see if I'm, you know, I'm, I, an entrepreneur or am I this? So I'm going to say exactly what she wants to hear. So I ask her some questions. What are your hobbies? What do you like to do? What, what's your passion? Period. Not mm -hmm. as opposed to asking close ended questions. Like, is your passion entrepreneurship? Is your passion this? Do you like to work out? No, I say, how do you stay healthy? Tell me like, how do you stay healthy? Do you care about being healthy? How do you stay healthy? And I let them kind of talk. And from them talking, I learn everything I need to know. Just right talk and talk and talk some people just like to hear themselves talk <laughs> I yes it's true <laughs> some people just really like to hear themselves talk and i let them go on and on and on and you know i take mental notes um and 
I, based on what you're telling me, I can kind of decide from there, like, okay, will there, would I be interested in a second date um, if that was offered to me or would I not? Um, am I comfortable with you based off your answers? Am I not? Uh, if we're talking about current events, things that are in the news, like what is your stance on these things? Mm-hmm. Is that something that's going to be an issue further on? Like, of course, you're never going to agree with someone 100%, right? It just, first of all, that would be boring, number one. Yes. <laughs> on, like, really, like, really, it's like, oh, yeah, this is how I feel. Yeah, this is how I feel too. Like, come on, get on my face. So it's like, but how far are our disagreements? Like, what exactly are we disagreeing on? Um, I, I like to hear those things. And, you know, from there, I can kind of decide um, whether or not we can, you know, continue this. But again, I'm not the type of person, which is probably why I haven't entertained many men in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not about that kind of just keeping people around to just be around type vibe. Like, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. yeah, that's really good, though. That's really good. Uh, so okay what are some things that you do to keep you pushing in the season of singleness I, I, I know in your intro you talked about Zumba but what are some other things or if you need if you want to delve into how you got into Zumba because I think that's very interesting um what are some of the things that keep you pushing uh during this season um what keeps me going during the season I I, I, one thing I'll tell you for sure, Daniel, I can keep myself busy, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if it's one thing my friends will tell you about Farrah than Alyssa is that she knows how to keep herself busy. Mm-hmm. I keep myself going. Um, and it's going to sound so cliche, right? Because people say this and people roll their eyes like, oh, whatever. So, so you say. But the truth is I focus on what I like to do. My hobby, mm-hmm. I... Um, of course, like I said in the intro, I'm a graphic designer. That keeps me very busy. You know, I my clients don't let me live for one second. Okay, <laughs> well, I'll be I'll be adding myself to the <laughs> list soon. So oh, be nice. Right I think there's a little bit of a waiting list, but I keep myself busy um, with my business. Um, I keep myself busy with home projects. You know, um, I just moved into my home. Uh, what two going on three years ago now, and doing renovations and um, decorating and making my home a space that I love to be in. That's something that's keeping me busy is keeping me going. Um, uh, life coaching, which is something that a lot of people probably be surprised to hear right now because I haven't actually told a lot of people about that yet, but I just became a life coach. That's keeping me busy trying to, um, establish my business and, uh, the parameters around that and trying to lay the foundation for that has been keeping me busy. Zumba, of course, that's definitely keeping me busy. I'm an instructor. Um, I just became an instructor. Actually, I became a licensed instructor at the end of last year. And how I became an instructor actually was um, I started a new job the beginning of 2018. I started a new job and um, I hated the job. Like the first, the, the second I walked in, I just knew that I wouldn't be there for long. And I was just oh, like, wow. I, I just, I mean, the day I walked in, the very first day I sat down and I looked around and I said, you know, I won't be here for too long. I don't like it here. So I, <laughs> I, um, but actually crazy enough, during the, the year that I was there, I met uh, one of my, who's someone who's actually one of my closest friends now. And she is a Zumba instructor. And she like was like, one day she's like, you want to come to my class? And I looked at her like, no. 
I was kind of like, whatever, like, okay. And then once she kept asking, she kept asking. One day, we were the only two left in the office, like, and she caught me after work. It was like a Friday evening. And I'll never forget. And she says, do you want to come to my Zumba class tomorrow morning? Like, where um, a new gym is opening, and um, I will be teaching a class tomorrow morning. And I couldn't think of an excuse fast enough. So I ended up having to say yes. <laughs> I'm stuck. So I called one of my friends who used to go to the gym with me every now and then. I said, you know, let's go to this class tomorrow. My coworkers, like, told, I told her I'd come. And I, one thing about me is if I say I'm coming, I try my best to do it, you know? So right. I said, fine, let's go. So she went with me. And my, I'm not going to lie, my very first class, I said, what in the world is going on? And why does she <laughs> have so much energy? And how are they doing this? Because I'm tired. I literally yes. sat and stared at all of them. And then... I didn't go for like a couple of months and then I started going back again randomly. I just decided, oh, you need to lose weight anyway. So let's go back. You know, you need to get active and get back in the gym. So let's go. And I started going and I started going and I started going. And next thing you know, I became like a groupie. I became like, uh, it just, it stuck. I enjoyed it. I didn't realize how much I really enjoyed dancing until like, like, going to Zumba classes and yes. I so many like I would be doing like two or three a day sometimes I was just going wow. and um I, I ended up really enjoying it really really enjoying it and it, it was a fleeting thought one day I was like you know I think I might enjoy being an instructor one day but I just kind of let it pass I was like I know you probably won't be any good at it like whatever and then people kept asking me people would be in class and say are you an instructor or you know are you going to become an instructor and I at first I was like no and then I thought about it I was like Wait, why not? Why not get paid? Why not? Yeah, seriously. Get paid to have fun. Right. Why not pay to lose weight? So I'm like, you know, you're paying this monthly membership for the gym. Instead of paying them, why not have them pay you? So I said, you know what? I'm going to become an instructor. And I set that as a goal at the beginning of 2019. I said, I want to become an instructor by the end of the year. So last September, I went and got licensed and became an instructor. And now I work for LA Fitness and New York Sports Club. And I just... Bam, here I am. I'm an instructor. And that's keeping me busy. And, you know, it, it's, it serves multiple purposes in my life because, one, of course, it's great for, you know, cardio and helping me uh, lose weight and maintain weight. And it's great for stress. It's definitely mm-hmm. great for stress. And that one or two hours, how many other classes I teach for the day, it gives me an hour to just unplug from everything. Like, I can just, compl- I don't have to uh stress i don't i'm not worrying about anything i'm not feeling any anxiety about any deadlines i'm simply their zumba instructor and i'm having fun for that hour and i'm getting paid to do it so it it's just something that helps me it it makes me want to get up out of bed it's something that makes me want to leave my house and interact with people so it's you know for an introvert like me you know it's just interacting with people isn't always the first thing on your list for the day but you know it's it's something that allows me to keep going so i i keep myself busy by indulging myself in things that i like to do point blank period you know yes. I, you know i don't create things that are unnecessary in my life if i like to do it i just do it and that's how i keep myself going i focus on things that i like to do right now them awesome i love it and i love your energy (laughs) (laughs) oh i used to love zumba i need to get back into it but it's definitely high intensity and just fun you know (laughs) but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun though my classes a lot of them have become like you know really good friends of mine so that's awesome 
definitely good fun. So I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Good. All right. So what advice would you have for those who are in the season of singleness right now um, and have been, you know, for quite some time? Oh, um, some of it might sound a little cliche, I guess you might say, because uh, it's things you hear so many times. But um, a first thing I would say to people is do the hard work, you know, yes. it's necessary to heal you know um one thing that i've done uh the end of last year until currently is therapy and you know i think we're finally getting to the point as a society where we're not looking at therapy as like oh crazy people go to therapy right realizing that therapy is something that a lot of many almost all people should really look into yes really wrong with you but you know, you don't realize what's really deep down in there until someone else kind of takes a look at it for themselves and they say, okay, you, th- this is here. Like, mm-hmm. do you notice that you do this whenever this happens? Or do you notice what you, ref- you uh, refer back to whenever this happens? Like, it's, there's so much help that you can find in therapy. Um, and doing the heart work will, it just, I, I can honestly say that being single and being able to take that time to yourself to really learn yourself and learn your triggers. There is nothing better. I feel like you can do for your future significant other than to learn about yourself, mm-hmm. learn uh, what it is, what, what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what makes you angry and what are these underlying issues that might present themselves at some point in your relationship um, you know, it's, I feel like I'm doing this work for myself and for my future, my future husband, my future. Yes. I'm breaking general generational cycles by just going to therapy and working on these issues. Uh, there's no point in waiting until you're in a relationship to try and work on yourself because you have to think about it. That person's coming in with their own baggage too. And if, you know, no one's going to come into a relationship perfect. No one's going to come into um, uh, a situation completely unscorched. Like everyone has their own issues. Mm-hmm. But how amazing would it be if both of you walk in already knowing, okay, well, these are my triggers and these are my issues. And this is what I know I need to work on. And this is where I'm at. Um, you don't want to just be in a relationship free falling and with a bunch of issues around you it's so much better to walk in already knowing yourself. Um, so doing the hard work is absolutely necessary in your time of singleness. It's just a great time to do it. Um, live your life. That is, and it, again, it sounds so cliche and people say, it's like, oh, well, you know, people tell people all the time when you're single, travel, do this, do that. And it's like, yeah, I want to do all that, but I want someone to share all of that with. Yes. And, that, <laughs> and trust me, that is so real. It is so real to feel like that. Cause I felt like that. I have moments where I feel like that sometimes. Like I'll be on vacation somewhere and I'll be like, oh, it'd be good to share this moment with someone or it'd be good to be able to call my significant other when I get back and talk about my trip, you know? And so I, I definitely get it, but you can't stop your life waiting for that moment to be there because it's not there. Okay. Right. You have to accept that it's not there right now, but still live your life. Don't stop, you know, find things that make you happy. Um, learn what because you know what life keeps going and life is going to really get like 
life gets real. Like mm-hmm. you talk about kids and I have friends who have children and I'm like, man, like how come you don't have time to like, you know, do stuff to, with your, and you're like, oh, I don't have time for self-care because of X, Y, and Z and, you know, kids. And I'm looking like, wow, wow. Or sometimes I'll say, well, what, you know, if you had time for self-care, what would you do? And it's like, well, I don't even know what I would do because I've never done self-care before. And I'm like, my head's still spinning. Like, what? Like, I, girl, I can show you how to do self-care. Listen, if it's one thing Farrah also knows how to do, it's self-care, okay? I'm the, <laughs> queen. <laughs> I'm the queen of massages and spa days and or just taking a book to the park and sitting on a bench and reading or bubble baths. Anything, that time to yourself is absolutely necessary. But live your life. Live your best life okay um it is your time to be free like enjoy it enjoy it embrace it for all that it has to offer you and get as much out of it as you can before you have to consider uh someone else as part of that equation with you so live your best life uh don't settle don't settle um that's something that i had to learn um as a young woman, a young single woman, is that you don't have to accept everything that is being offered to you. Mm. I know that that being single for an extended period of time can be, it can seem so daunting. And it can, again, it can seem like you're in like this purgatory period and just wondering, when am I ever going to get out? And so when someone finally comes around and they're just seemingly okay, like you're just like, listen, I'll take it because considering that, I've been single for X amount of time. I'll take it. But that's a very bad mindset to have. Yes. Because you'll end up settling for, so, so you walk in, someone walks in and you already know this person doesn't exactly fit what you want in a partner. So, but that's what they're presenting to you. So imagine when all of those layers fall off because you know, people Mm -hmm. ourselves, you know, seem better than we really are, of course. Right. So we always make ourselves seem like we got it all together. You know, you meet someone that you really like and you put your best foot forward. But imagine when that person lets their guard down. Now you're stuck with someone who really, really is someone that you're settling for. Like, we don't want that. You know, you don't want that. And you don't have, you have the power to say no. You, you, it's okay to say no. Like people feel like, Oh, you better choose now because you're getting older or, you know, the, the, the pickings get a lot slimmer as you get older. And it's like, okay, but you have to have faith that God already is like orchestrating that part of your story for you. And he's already, he's already writing that story for you. And there's no need to settle for someone that, you know, isn't, shouldn't even be a chapter in your book. There's yes. no need to settle for that person. If you know that this person is not for you, you've prayed and you are not getting that confirmation from God. Don't oh, before not even don't move before God tells you. Do not do not enter a relationship that God has not told you that you need to be in. You know, don't enter a relationship then pray after and say, "Well, God, should I be here?" Because now your emotions are already invested, and you can't really hear from God now because your emotions are like talking, and now you're trying to hear God, and but your emotions are saying, "No, I really want Him to stay." But God's trying to tell you, like, "Well, I can't talk because your emotions are too loud." So you know, you want to. Allow yourself the space to not settle, not settle for just anything. You have the power to choose, okay? Like, you are a young woman. You can choose. You can choose who you want in your space. Um, And lastly, don't ignore how you feel. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that, you know, as single women, that I feel like a lot of us put up a front sometimes, um, and I get why we do it. I'm not blaming us necessarily, but the real 
the 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 reality is that we do it. Um, don't even feel if you're lonely, deal with it. You know, deal with that loneliness. Like address yourself. Say today I'm feeling lonely. Today I'm feeling very anxious about my future. Today I'm feeling very angry because I'm still single. Um, deal with these emotions. You have to feel and you have to deal before you can heal. Mm, so, wow. To like really deal with these emotions um, that come at you. You can't just shoo them away and say, oh, well, I'm not lonely. You know, one thing that society almost does, it kind of, it, they kind of put you in this catch 22 where it's like single people, if you say that you want a relationship, they say to you, oh, well, you have to love yourself first. And then if you say, well, I'm happy being single, they say, well, oh my God, you're a male basher. Or for men, you're like, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're out playing the field and you're not serious. But it's like, which one is it? Like, should I want the relationship? Should I not? And, you know, it's like, if I want a relationship and people say, oh, well, you know, you have to love yourself first. And I can't, my, my comeback is usually, well, who said I didn't love myself? I'm doing such a great job. I just want someone to do it too. Like, <laughs> I didn't love myself. Like, come on. Like, you know, so it's, it's, you have to deal with so much from so many different sides. And one of the best ways to fight, like, first of all, you, you're dealing with your own emotions, you're dealing with people on the outside, you're dealing with, you know, people on the outside looking in saying, oh, this is how you should feel, this is how you should feel. But how do you really feel? If you're lonely and you're sad and you have those moments where it really does break your heart to be single right now, deal with it. Allow those emotions to be felt, like feel them and deal with them um, because you're not going to get through them without actually dealing with them and mm. the longer you try and put up that front that facade of like oh well you know i'm completely fine being single me myself and i who i am very happy and very content in my singleness and being alone is not something that necessarily bothers me all the time but i have those days every now and then where i'm like wow i'm feeling lonely today like i miss being in a relationship or wow i miss having somebody to call at night or I miss having moments where it's like, you don't want to put down the phone because you're talking to someone that you so enjoy talking to. I miss that, you know, and it's okay for me to feel that way. One thing I tell them, it's okay for me to feel that way. It's yes. Okay that way. It's completely fine. You know, you, it's just how you deal with it is what makes all the difference. Now, do I pick up the phone and call someone that I know I should not have any contact with? No, I won't do that. But I will allow myself to have that space to say, today I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling a little lonely. I'm feeling a little down. And so I, again, we go back to, I think what we talked about earlier, that intentionality. And I stay off social media because seeing a relationship picture might send me spiraling down into a ball of tears today because I am feeling very lonely today or, you know, I'm not feeling my prettiest today or I'm not feeling my best today. You know, I'm feeling kind of overlooked. I'm feeling kind of rejected today. So I deal with those emotions. You have to deal with them. And that's something as a single person, if you don't do, you will find yourself going through like these cycles and almost sending yourself into this depressive state. Mm -hmm. um, deal with them, deal with all of it. Yes, definitely. Thank you for that. So we've answered some, most of the questions I wanted to go through, but there's one um, area we haven't touched on. Um, this podcast was created to assist people through every season in life. And, and in particular, I've been doing my best to expose the challenges that women face um, in dealing with infertility or just women's health in general. So um, with PCOS, what challenges have you had along the way? 
PCOS, um, well, as you know, as I know, that the symptoms alone, you know, are something that, you know, it varies from woman to woman. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it being a hormonal thing, it's something that every woman experiences different highs and lows of it. You know, you know, for you, it may be hair loss. For me, it may be pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many different symptoms that you deal with and that you don't realize that are part of the actual disorder. Um, and it's one of the challenges that I face first and foremost, and I think most of us can relate to this is kind of being not heard, you know, mm-hmm. not you, you're, I think now PCOS is something that people talk about very openly, but at one point it was something that it was like, well, what is this? Like, we're not going to talk about this. We're not really going to even act like this exists. You know, um, medical providers, many of them don't really approach this topic because they have no idea how to treat it. So when you talk about PCOS, you almost get looked at like you're exaggerating what the issue is, or you're just, um, uh, you, you're being too emotional, right? You, you go to your doctor and you say, well, you know, I'm experiencing this, that, and a third. And, you know, every now and then you'll have a doctor say, okay, well, you know, that's you probably, what it is, is PCOS. And most times, even beyond that, they go, well, you know, if you just lose weight, you'll, you know, that'll help or it'll go away. And I'm like, no, like you're done with a medical degree, but I'm telling you that's not true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not quite true at all but okay and it's a catch-22 because you actually have difficulty losing weight with pcos and you telling me we'll just lose weight as if oh yeah sure (laughs) let me just go ahead and lose weight then i never thought about that great so let me just lose weight and it'll go away but it's like do you you do realize that one of the symptoms is difficulty losing weight Mm -hmm. it's it's almost like are you even listening to what you're saying? But people tend to write it off because they don't know what to do with it. They have no idea what to do with it. One of the challenges that I face um, with PCOS is having to explain sometimes to my family um, what exactly um, I'm going through. Mm -hmm. The mood swings, the depression sometimes you face, um, the the irregular cycles, uh, all of that, right? You... I, I think my mom just finally got to the point where it's like, oh, so you actually have a condition. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> saying this for years. You know, it's like, yes. I'm trying to explain this to you. This is like a legit thing that's happening. Right. And it's like, oh, so, oh, so you're not just gaining weight because you're eating like a cow. And I'm like, no. Okay. Like, absolutely not. Like, yes. you know, it's, it's, it's very challenging, like, to explain that. And it can get exhaustive. And, like, to explain that over and over and over, challenges that I think about is, okay, when – it's like, okay, obviously I'm not trying to have a kid now, right? So right. – but I think about, okay, when I get married, w- will this be an issue? When is mm-hmm. the right time to tell someone you're dating that this may be an issue some, at some point? I don't know if it's an issue, but it might be. We can't exactly try it out, or I shouldn't exactly try it out prior to us getting married, but I'm telling you, this might be an issue. Right. Time to say that. Like, you don't want to lie to someone, you know, but you also don't want to hold that back because it's like, listen, if you want to jump off this boat, jump now because I'm telling you, I don't know. But 
it's like that's that's not a challenge in dating like you know obviously you're not talking about that until you know that's not a first date conversation <laughs> like hey you know <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a living? Oh, by the way, I, by the way, I might have this issue. That may not be an issue. Right. I have this condition where I might just go hair off my face. But you know, it's just like what when is the right time to approach a topic like that? Like after you've become so emotionally invested? Like mm. how how? Like do you approach something like that? You know, it's like, is that the time? Like would it be about the same time people, single parents who are dating, talk about their kids? Like at what point do you talk about it? You know, so it's something that, um, you know, anybody that I'm dating, obviously, if you follow me on social media, you'll kind of see it. It'll be like, okay, she talks about this. So what is this? The last person I was dating, actually, I, I posted it in one of my stories and he went and looked it up because he was like, oh, well, what is this condition you talk about that you have? And he looked it up and he was like, and he had a lot of questions and I was like, okay, well, whew, that's one thing we don't got to talk about no more. So, you know, right. so, now the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> Now you know, you know, now you know, here it is. But, um, you know, and it was something that we didn't have to keep talking about. It was just, this is what it is, you know, this is it. So um, it's, it's, it can be very, very challenging um, to look at your future and be so uncertain about something like that. Like, it's like, I don't know what kind of issues I may have. I may be infertile. I do not know. I have no idea. But I, I know that here I am today and this is what I'm experiencing. Like my mood swings, like my moods can go from one end of the earth to the other in a matter of hours. Like, I don't know. And I, I, I can't blame everything on PCOS and be like, well, you know, today I smacked you upside your head because of this. <laughs> and it's because of the condition that I have. I'm so sorry that I hit you this morning. But <laughs> you know, so it's like finding that balance and like getting someone to really understand like sometimes like I can't explain exactly how I feel and sometimes like I don't have the energy you know that 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 fatigue you feel PCOS is like unlike anything like it's so you're so tired sometimes and having to explain to someone like I'm tired not because I didn't get enough sleep I'm tired because of this in my home right. so wiped out just explaining PCOS is a challenge all by itself that mm -hmm. is that is the challenge explaining it, you know, so, but it's been a wild ride and it's been a long journey, but I found a lot of comfort and a lot of, um, uh, acceptance with my condition in helping other women. Yes, and, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Like there's a lot of women out there who are dealing with it. The first thing everyone says to me is, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that someone's talking about this because we don't really talk about it. And I'm like, wow, wow. And that's something a lot of people say to me. We don't really talk about it as much as we should. Like, and I'm like, well, why is it taboo? Like, is it because of the infertility? Like, what exactly is it because of the irregular cycles? Like, where exactly is the taboo? Because I don't feel like I am ashamed about it. Like, you know, at all. So. Yeah. And I, again, like, I really do appreciate you shedding light on the topic because it isn't widely discussed. So it's really great that you use your platform to bring attention to this topic because some people are just not aware and some people are not aware and they have PCOS, you know? Right. Um, so I think by shedding light to it, it we, we uh, give a face to what's going on and um, give a voice for those who feel that they're not being heard. Awesome. So kudos to you on that.
All right. And then my final question is really, do you have any scriptures that have helped you during uh, this season? Um, of course, you know, I um, definitely one of the, well, prayer time is essential. Too. Yes. I mean, any walk, anyone, any, no matter what, no matter what your status is, relationship wise, uh, prayer time is essential, right? But um, singleness, one of the main things that you probably experience in singleness is anxious, being anxious and anxiety and not knowing how many more years am I going to go on a single journey? Like, mm-hmm. like, okay, this is not something I want to master for the rest of my life. Okay, God, like you hear me here? Like, oh, come on, come on. <laughs> Come on, like, how long do we have to, like, what have I not learned at this point, you know? And that anxiety can really kind of get the best of you. So a lot of scriptures that I focus on have a lot to deal with um, anxiety and, you know, making sure that you're keeping yourself pure and holy and really keeping the sanctuary that God has given us, every single person, this sanctuary, this temple, this body, keeping it pure and making sure that, you know, it's pleasing God. Uh, Romans 12 verse one, therefore I urge you brothers, sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, you know, making sure that your body, like you're taking care of that body um, along the single journey. Of course, you know, being healthy uh, is so much more than just what, of course you're eating and working out, but, what am I doing to make sure that I'm keeping this brain healthy? Like, what am I doing to make sure that I'm keeping myself focused? What am I doing to make sure that I'm keeping myself um, away from temptation? What am I doing to make sure that I'm keeping myself pure and that I'm really making sure that I save myself for the right person? Um, the other one that I, I love, the scripture, every time I have a moment where I'm like, okay god any day now you know (laughs) i'm like okay lord like we still here on the single journey huh okay great so um the latter part of song of solomon 2 verse 7 do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires Mm. um that is so important you cannot force anything okay you should not force anything and if you have to force something you know everyone says you know there's thin line between working for something and forcing it. And I think it all goes back to the Holy Spirit. You know, I know if I should be working harder towards something or if I, if this is me just forcing something that is not meant to be based on the Holy Spirit, based on what God is telling me, like, is God like really like telling me to keep holding on and work for this? Or is he telling me to let go? And, you know, he has something better in store and you people don't realize that the wrong kind of love can mess you up so bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can really do a number on you and you don't want to awaken the wrong kind of love. Yeah. You want to wait for God's best. And of course, you know, most, you know, most princesses, we have to kiss a couple of frogs along the way. Yes. (laughs) It happens. You know, it happens. You know, most people, they go through several heartbreaks before they find the one and things like that. But everybody's meant to teach you something. But don't overstay your welcome anywhere or with anyone. Don't anyone overstay their welcome with you. But don't awaken something that is just simply not meant to be. And when true love is meant to be there or when it's meant to be awoken, it will, it will, it will, it will. And you don't have to be anxious for it and you don't have to force it. Like, am I going to kick someone awake or am I going to allow someone? You know, one thing about me is that I actually 
I don't like being touched when I'm sleeping, right? Uh-huh. I, like, like I, I hate it. Like, if someone comes into my room and I'm sleeping, you it's probably best that you let me be. I, <laughs> I, I hate it. Like, when I, like, oh my goodness, when I tell you that when someone startles me awake, I turn into like a bear. Like, I'm like angry. I don't want to be touched. Like, don't do it, right? And it's, it makes me feel so like unsettled. I usually end up with a headache. Like, it's a whole thing. It's a whole process, right? For me to wake up. You have to kind of just let me gently awake. And that's the same way I felt like about love. Like when it comes to love, like, do I want to kick someone awake? Do I want to kick love awake and have it be angry? Something that's just not pleasant. Or do I want something to gracefully find its way into my life and waking up and just be there and something that I can enjoy? Um, you know, of course, you're always going to have to work for it. Just like you have to work to get through, you know, your morning routine. But do I really want to have someone... The way that I feel when someone wakes me up, that's the same way I look at love. Like when you force it away, it's gonna, it's not gonna be pleasant. It's not gonna right. be a situation. And yeah. I'm not a very happy camper when you wake me up. <laughs> I, I love, love the uh, the illustration and the analogy of that. It might scare some people, but it's the absolute truth, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes. That's that's definitely it. So I'm looking forward for the kind of love that it's it it wakes up when the alarm clock goes off and it's time for it to be. Yes. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So thank you so much for being part of uh, the infertility podcast. Hopefully this is not the last time that we have you on. Um, and we'll definitely stay connected. Um, for those who are listening, how do we connect with you? Sure. Um, you can actually find me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram name is Faye Fenelis. That's F as in Frank, A-Y-E, Fenelis, F as in Frank, E-N-E-L-U-S. I'm on Instagram all the time <laughs> i'm actually my page is open so you can view it um follow me add me send me a message uh just introduce yourself say hi i'm very friendly i'm definitely a people person so definitely let me know um who you are if you listen to the podcast where you know me from i would love to connect with people um you can and from there i have links to my other pages i have several other pages um on instagram for my different types of businesses so i definitely would love to connect there on facebook i'm farah finalist that's f is in frank a-R-A-H and Finalis spelled the same way, F-E-N-E-L-U-S. And you can add me there as well. I won't reject you. I'm definitely the type of person to add people. I have a bunch of people on my Facebook. I don't even know them. But <laughs> <laughs> add me on social media. I'm definitely friendly. I, I love to meet new people. So Awesome. So thank you once again. Uh, I appreciate your time. And um, I know that although this journey can be uh, can have some challenges. You're definitely at a in a good headspace. You definitely have um, things in perspective. And I thank you for sharing your wisdom uh, with us uh, during this time. Thank you so much for being a married person who doesn't mind coming back to the single people and definitely giving the space to you know talk about and stuff like that. Because people, married people, sometimes they forget about us. You know? Yeah. Oh, I can't forget my single years. I was single for seven years, so it was definitely an impactful time in my life. And so, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so so much. Yes. Thank you. All right, and thank you to everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website, which is www.
www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.